0: Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app.
1: Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we've got a fantastic uh, show for you today. You're back to hear the episode where I interview former Beatles lead guitarist George Harrison, and the last Roman Emperor of the Julio-Claudian dynasty, Nero Germanicus. It was a fascinating talk, and uh, just a little uh, personal trivia for y- all of you out there. The uh, comedian who is, uh, is performing, George Harrison, is my old friend, uh, Louis Perlman, who was on my very first improv team here in New York City. We're old friends, this is the first time on the podcast, so I was really excited to have him come down And he crushed it You'll, you'll see He's hilarious uh, So yeah If you want to hear The latest episodes of The day they come out Check out Radio Free Brooklyn Every Monday at 3pm Email us at FamousDeadPeople At RadioFreeBrooklyn.org Get my book The Kellyanne Conway Technique It is out now Rate and review the podcast Tell your friends Go to JarrettBerenstein.com For all the latest updates And schedules for shows And stuff like that But for now Sit back, relax, and enjoy Nero And George Harrison Only on Famous Dead People Famous dead it's time oh, famous dead time to start the show Famous Dead people, Famous the you know
0: Famous Dead people, Famous Dead people. The story stuck oh, their heads. Famous stuck in the head You're and to hear from me, so all these
1: My guests today on Famous Dead People are English guitarist, songwriter, and lead guitarist of the Beatles, George Harrison. It's me, George. Thank you for having me, Jarrett. And the last Roman Emperor of the Julio-Claudian dynasty, Nero Claudius Caesar Augustus, Germanicus, Yo, yo, Nero, coming at ya. Uh, Mr. Nero, Mr. Harrison, thank you so much for joining us here on oh. um, Famous Dead People. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't would miss it for the world. Um, and I would like to start off with you, Mr. Harrison. Oh, me. If, if I may. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you were referred to as the Quiet Beetle. The Quiet Beetle, yes. And I'm assuming that that has to do with you
2: being the least public of the Beatles. No, no, it had to do with the fact that the other three just wouldn't shut up. You know, I was trying to... They were very verbose, and I would, you know, I wouldn't want to talk, but, you know, you know, Ringo would always be all boop 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 boop, and Paul would always be like do 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 and, you know, John, John was, you know, always just, he was insufferable, so, mm-hmm. you know, did, I did was Did John really, make
0: a repetitive noise? Did <laughs> John,
2: yes, John did make a repetitive noise. John's repetitive noise was blah-blah-blah. Oh. That was his, yes, so, you know... It was hard, you know. Really, I became much more verbose after the band broke up, you know. But, mm. uh, but uh, you know, but uh, the girls liked that I was quiet. You know, they thought I was quiet. They they liked that I had a little less to say than the other ones. You mm. know, made me a little mysterious within Ooh, the dynamics of the band. So
1: girls would be like, "I see what these Beatles are doing, but what's going on?" So basically with this beetle.
2: Most over of here. the you know thirteen year old girls that would sneak backstage after the shows. Would, <laughs> oh dear!
1: You know they would. <laughs> be like it's not a problem well you know. listen Nero you know, I read your Wikipedia What? I'm just saying people in glass houses Nero yeah, you right? got me people in glass houses
2: What no, no, I'm saying you know that was our fan base so you know, that's what I'm saying because that of was course. our fan base you know mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go any further than that you know but but they would sneak backstage and be like oh Paul he's the cute one and they'd be like oh John he's the smart one and oh Ringo's the fun one and then they go up to me and they'd be like what's your deal well, I don't understand. Who are you? What are you? What are you doing? And I'd just be like, "You'll never know." These are
1: girls in the nineteen fifties and 60s Were saying, in the, "What's your deal?" in the in the sixties. The they were Yes. saying, they what's, saying what's, your,
2: what's your deal? They were George. saying, "We don't understand, George. We don't know. We don't know." In so many words. You know. So, so
1: you're saying that this had nothing to do with the big public personalities that Ringo and John and Paul had. You're just saying that they literally would not stop talking the entire. Time that you guys were working together as the Beatles. Well, you know, we were just four boys. You know, <laughs> we were just four
2: boys. And we were having a really good time. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, we were the, really the only ones that knew what was going on. You know, uh, we knew. We had like a, a link together. You know, mm. and then, so sometimes I didn't even need to talk. I just. Knew how Paul was feeling There was just a vibe Paul was mostly feeling cute You know <laughs> John was mostly feeling smart And Ringo Well he was feeling funny was mostly feeling <laughs> yes. fun Yes He was feeling the funny, funny. One. Yes he was of very course. funny He was very droll You mm-hmm. know Well yes. I'm wondering He still uh, is He has a wonderful Twitter presence I don't know if you know this He tweets who? with Ringo? Yes, there's many, you tweets with many emojis. You know, it's wonderful. I always forget that Ringo is still alive. I was, so do I, you know? <laughs> but he is. Are you not in touch
0: anymore? Oh, in- no,
2: no, no, no. You know, I remember from time to time and then I'll give him a ring, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll say, how are you? And he'll be like, oh, George, do you want to record on my next album? And I'll be like, no. Oh, I he's one of those,
0: he wants something from you. Well, uh, he's one of those yes. friends. I try I to it. check
2: in just to make sure he's doing. All
1: right you know I Mm -hmm. try to check in Yes can you give me an example Of a time when you The Beatles just unconsciously Communicated something to each Other without having to speak Absolutely you know we were all You know
2: sitting around in a Circle with our guitars and we were all, you know, trying everybody to had guitars. Write a new song. Everybody, everybody had guitars. Everybody had guitars. Everybody had guitars. <laughs> Everyone, all of the, our whole team had guitars. Brian Epstein had a guitar. <laughs> Neil Aspinall had a guitar. We all had our guitars out. I can Stu assume Stu Sutcliffe he had. Stu Sutcliffe? Had a he was <laughs> out of the band by that time. <laughs> he, he was done. Best. He was. Sutcliffe was on his way to dying at that time. Oh that's my what goodness. was happening. Well, that's what happened to him. He died very young, you know. I just
1: want to make sure that we have a picture of everybody who's in the room. So yes. saying like the groupies had guitars. Yeah, Everybody had guitars. Everybody had a guitar. Everybody had a guitar. Absolutely.
2: Future premonition of Yoko Ono had a guitar. She wasn't <laughs> around at the time but she was projecting
1: herself
0: back <laughs> like into the past. Like force ghost thing yes.
1: yes. Everybody knows exactly. that this is a power that Yoko Ono has. She mm-hmm. can just project herself into the past. <laughs> that's what Yoko can do. That's what Yoko can do, yeah, among many other things, you know. But anyway. I met Yoko
0: Ono when when I was alive. Oh, oh really? Yes, yes. How was she, that? she projected herself all the way back. Did to she projected 40 AD? herself? She projected AD. AD. herself back in the past. Did she, she do some of her yeah. art? What did she do? Can you tell us
1: about what happened, you know, Nero, when Yoko Ono projected herself back into forty
0: A.D. when you were around? Well, when I I was in the steam room having a dip, mm-hmm. and uh, suddenly this uh, very mysterious looking blue ghost woman appeared. And I thought, oh, it's kicking in, you know. But uh, it actually wasn't drugs. I'd I remembered I hadn't had any drugs that day, so no, it was so clearly sad just, for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yes. No. The, my guy was dry. It was dry. It is what it is. Yes. Yeah. so You, you know, you're a rock star. I right? know very well. Yes. So this mysterious Asian woman appears in front of me, and, and she's holding an instrument. It was. It was like a vision from my future, which, well, I mean, technically it was. Yes. And I thought, well, I've got to get me one of those. But she was very far away. Mm -hmm. So I misjudged, you know, and she's very small. I misjudged the... The size, the the distance. Track? She was small, so I thought it was small. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Knowing
1: what you know now mm-hmm. about the future, can you say confidently that she was holding a guitar at
0: uh, that at that moment? Yeah. Oh, she was definitely, she holding, definitely a, holding a guitar. She was holding a Gibson SG. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's interesting because you know, um, I've seen Yoko with a guitar. But
0: mostly, she just holds a plum. Mostly, yeah, mm-hmm. that's her. That is her
1: instrument of choice: is the plum. Yoko ono. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. she'd
0: come with a plum, maybe history would be very different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see.
1: So, did Yoko Ono do anything? Did she say anything, or just did she just stand there, present she, herself to you? She
0: pointed at the guitar, mm-hmm. which I thought was a fiddle. Okay. She pointed at, at me at the time, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, she's telling me to play the fiddle. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes, and, and then she then, pointed at the you... ceiling, and then I looked, and it was written. Pl- the word plum was written very small yes, Interesting yes. That, that You like needed a-, a magnifying glass to read the word plum <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. luckily
1: I had one that is, oh, That's good. classic Yoko right there Oh, yeah. classic
2: Yoko You know, uh, They say Yoko broke up the Beatles But I loved Yoko, I wanted to make her a member of the band You wanted Yoko Ono to be in the Beatles Abs- We all wanted Yoko to be in the Beatles The mm. only reason why Yoko wasn't in the Beatles Was because everybody else around us Were racists Really? Mm-hmm. No.
1: And wait, mm-hmm. so
2: everybody in the Beatles yes, loved Yoro. Yoko. Everybody loved Yoko. Wow. We loved her art. We thought she was really cool. But you're
1: talking about like the managers and the agents and I'm the We're talking cups. about
2: those girls. Those girls, they <laughs> were like, What's this woman doing here? And they were racist. All so, the girls. So you're saying your
1: groupies who were just around mm-hmm. didn't like Yoko because they were racist. And so you, the Beatles, the most popular rock band, maybe of all time. We were like, we cannot disappoint these girls. It made us
2: cry. <laughs> you see, we were very sensitive boys. And you know? it's true. We cried. It really we had studied true. with the Maharishi by that time, and the Maharishi told us to be you know, connected with our feelings. And there were just so many bad vibes towards Yoko at the time that we just
1: decided to get a divorce. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now I I have a lot more follow-up questions to that, but we really have to move over to Nero for just a moment. So Nero, you were born into one of the most tumultuous eras of the Holy Roman Empire before you're five years old. The emperor Caligula, who is your uncle, sends two of your aunts to live in exile on a Mediterranean Island because he suspects they're trying to assassinate him. Then your father dies you're adopted by your great-uncle Claudius. Caligula is assassinated by his own guard, so now your uncle is the emperor. But then your great-uncle Claudius is poisoned, so now the em- you're the emperor now, and you're only like 16 years old. Right. And this is a lot to comprehend if you're
0: a child or a teenager. Uh, are you aware that all of this is happening as you're, at such oh, a young age? Uh, yeah, yes, and I- I'll tell you this. It was very, very traumatic, as you mm-hmm. can imagine. I was I was I was a sensitive boy. Oh, like a uh, like George Harrison, like the Beatles. Yes, you're yes. We also sensitive. Oh, yes. Yes, we're, we're kindred spirits. Oh,
2: I've always you thought with your, so Nero. With your
0: sensitive feelings in your 13-year-old groupies. That's right. <laughs> we're, we're very much <laughs> And alike. you and your Empire. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes it's, we're very empire.
2: similar We were My like goodness. emperors in a lot of ways as well That's true, mm. bigger than Nero
1: is what, is what John said, I believe He's That is, bigger than that Nero caused
2: all the record burnings <laughs> He said, bigger than Nero
0: yes. So, so sorry, Nero, you were saying yes. oh, yeah, Well, so that's when I started drinking getting, Wait, so, a, yes. so how old were you when you started drinking? I was seven
1: Seven years old, and yes. it was because of all this Palace intrigue and assassinations and Absolutely. everything? Absolutely, I got yes. into
0: drinking You know, I was hiding um, Wine Around the baths and the toilets. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. Yes, I had servants hiding wine under their robes. You Mm. know, you could hide anything under there. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, and they enabled me. I was a lot, sort of a little Baron Trump, you know, of, of that oh. of that era. So nobody wanted to say no to me. Protect Nero. Protect Nero. That's got to be Everyone what Baron said. is going through right now. I'm sure know. Baron's hiding a lot of wine. I know the signs <laughs> of a secret child alcoholic. And, and he's exhibiting Baron. all of that. And you see it in
1: Baron Trump. Yes. If oh he doesn't God. grow up to be me. I'll be, be sh- I'll be shocked.
2: <laughs> yes. He might be, you know, like, uh, you might be distantly related to Baron Trump. It could be. Absolutely. Could be. Yes. Could so
1: be. are you, are people explaining these things to you as they're happening, like, in real time? Like, are people saying, oh, so, you know, your aunts are usually at, like, Christmas dinner or whatever. Well, they're not going to be here right now because... Right. Uh, your uncle Caligula sent them to live on an island in the yes. Mediterranean.
0: Well, we didn't have Christmas dinner. Of course. Yes, of course. Even
1: though Jesus had just uh, been born like
0: 40 years earlier, technically. and yeah. then... Christianity, it took a while to, get, took a while to, get, to... get root, to of take course. root. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't into it. So we didn't have Christmas dinners, but we had, uh, you know, we had the the, uh, the big pagan feast, which I loved mm-hmm. every year. And, you know, all the feelings would come out then, you know, I'm, I'm gay and, you know, I'm marrying your brother or, you know, <laughs> you know, it's a, actually very similar to today. You know, mm-hmm. people just like to unload at Thanksgiving. It's when everybody sort of gets like together, that. yeah. Yeah. So that's when I would find out,
1: oh, your father's died. And- so nobody like sat you down and tried to do it gently like an episode of Sesame Street or something? I had a servant.
0: Okay. His name was Steve. Steve. Short for Stevious. Steve, of, of course. You know, I called him Steve. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he would confide in me. He would tell me, you know, nobody's no, going to tell you this, mm-hmm. Nero, but, you know, your your aunts have been killed, have been sent to an island, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: your uncle's dead, and, wow. you know... And, it's, now, it's not looking good. You did some violence in
1: your life. Do hmm. you feel like these deaths early in your life maybe desensitized you? And
0: maybe you think, oh, this is just the way that the world is. Like you have people assassinated. You Absolutely. Know? I was emotionally cut off. Mm-hmm. You know, death meant nothing to me.
1: Uh, and um, not to not to keep on harping on these negative uh, issues here, but as I mentioned earlier, you were adopted because your dad died when you were six. You're adopted by your great uncle, uh, Claudius. Mm-hmm. Um, he creates a coin to commemorate the adoption and basically saying, like, that you're eventually going to be emperor, that you will secede him uh, when he's on the throne. Um, is that how you found out that you were adopted? Uh, well,
0: actually, Steve told me I was adopted.
1: Oh, my God. The same servant.
0: Yes. Wow. Yes. I said, this coin is I don't understand <laughs> Why am I on this coin? Why am I with on this Great Uncle Claudius. Yes. And, well, he said, You've been adopted by your great Uncle Claudius. Your father is dead. Oh, wow. Here, have a drink. <laughs> oh, so
1: Stevius was the one giving you. Yes. He all enabled me. Yes. Yes. What did Steve. you have? What what drink
0: did you have? Uh, Usually, that, it Usually it was wine. Oh, Usually it right. was a nice dry white wine. Oh, know, oh a nice dry white. Yeah. Sure. That's good. I love that. They had those. great grapes. Great grapes. Yeah, and, and, I've heard but. that about. Yeah, all that. <laughs> about yeah, the Holy Roman yeah. Empire. Yeah. Well, I mean, you wouldn't know it because you've never had it. But no, no. But there's, these wines today. That oh. I often suspect that all food was better back in the day. Can before. I tell you something, Jared? Yeah, of course. That's absolutely true. Everything yes. was better. The food was better. I mean, you'd be a hedonist if you lived back then. Anyone would. Because yes. you just taste everything. Everything just tastes so you don't good. Want to... The flavors. Oh. Yeah, they're just
1: yeah. mind-blowing.
2: Everything. Too, too. many GMOs. <laughs> even just the even just the bread. Yes. You could just have a piece of bread. And it would be enough to sustain you for three or four weeks? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Just yeah. your spirit, your was like. All, oh. That's sort of like when with Beatles were in Berlin, you know, we just we subsist on crumbs of bread and uh, you know the scraps that were
1: thrown to us from the audiences at the clubs. Oh, and it when was, we started, it was yeah, good bread. This is, of course, your famous um, early musical uh, experiences when you were you're, you're commissioned to go play at the club in Hamburg. Is that Yes, right? that's right. Yeah, yeah. and wow. so you're saying that people would like throw breadcrumbs at you guys, and that that's how the Beatles survived. They that's how the Beatles things. survived. Wow. That's how we got on. Nice slim figures. <laughs> why we looked so, so live. I have a, I have a funny, I'm not a funny, I have a, a question for you. Um, follow up question is what I meant to say follow up question for you if you're just joining us on Radio Free Brooklyn this is Famous Dead People and my guests today are the last Roman Emperor, emperor of the uh, Julio-Claudian dynasty Nero Germanicus yo 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 Nero coming at ya and lead guitarist of the Beatles George Harrison it's me mm-hmm. and George so we were talking about uh, your, your 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 stint in Hamburg yes uh, and I read on the Wikipedia that you were uh you, you were were deported yeah because you were too young to be playing in the club that you, you were hired for. That's right. Okay, and yeah. so so what happened? You you get deported and then what's going on? The Beatles no longer have a lead guitar player. Oh do they yeah. do they all come back with you? No, so this is what happened is they stayed for
2: like two more months. Okay. And the songs just had no lead guitar parts. There was and just everybody thought they were a weird art band. <laughs> Everyone was like what's this now? What's this then? It was, well, <laughs> what's all this then? Yeah, what's this?
1: I have and, to imagine that a a projected Yoko Ono saw that and was like, "Oh, this is what I will make art of. This yes. is what I'm, this, this is my inspiration here." Yes,
2: yes, projected into the past Yoko Ono mm-hmm. who was following Jean already at that point. Yeah. She said she said she said I weep for these these Beatles that's what she said wow
1: what a powerful quote now did you were you in contact with the remaining three Beatles while they were performing in Hamburg without the lead guitarist sure
2: sure I give them what a ring they, what were they saying about the show they were saying that all these strange men in black berets started coming instead of the girls <laughs> because everybody thought they were an art band you know oh, I see was, but it was not what they wanted to be doing at the time you mm-hmm. see so they thought it was some sort of conceptual beatnik thing, but that's not what it was at all, you see. Yeah. I mean, really, can you imagine Twist and Shout without a lead guitar part? It's just twist. It doesn't... It's uh, so strange. It's it doesn't doesn't make shout. any sense There's at all. There's no
1: shout. No. Uh, now, let me ask you this. So, about your early fascination with music, you've said yes. that you had an epiphany when you were 13 years old. Yes. You were riding your bike yes. and you heard Elvis Presley's Heartbreak Hotel yes. playing from a nearby house. Yes. Yes. And that piqued your interest in being a musician. Yes. Can you walk us through that moment? Like, where were you writing to? Where are you writing from? Sure. You know, do you know whose house it was? That sort of thing.
2: Oh, all right. Well, it was a random window, okay. which is one of the
1: things about the story that makes it really beautiful. Yes, you know, pretty- I never
2: knew whose window it you was. You still
1: don't know. No,
2: I never knew. I never figured out who it was. It could have been a sailor who was on shore leave from mm-hmm. the united states who was stationed in liverpool i don't know i mean that's probably who it was because why else would they be listening to elvis in liverpool at the time that's you know? true
1: yeah how are they gonna get but, it
2: you know i was just i was riding to mrs grayson's house you and know mrs grayson was mrs grayson was my math tutor okay. you know i was not good at the math so i needed a tutor so i was riding over there and guess what when I heard Elvis, I never thought about math again. And and so you hear it and... and... It was like being, you know, turned on to a whole new level of existence. Yeah. You know, did it you... was like hearing a transmission from an alternate
1: universe, you did, know. Did you get off your bike? Did you, did you just keep
2: on riding? Well, oh, okay. Well, you know, this is the first time I've ever admitted this, okay. but it made me a little aroused. Ooh. So I didn't get off my bike quite at first, because it was a little embarrassing. No, but then I, I got that. off my
0: bike. I get that.
2: Yes, exactly. You yes. know, I was 13. George Harrison. So basically, you're... a gust of wind would arouse me at the time. You're saying you
1: know? that when you heard Elvis's Heartbreak Hotel, you became aroused, and so you couldn't leap off your bike, because everybody would see your giant erection. Exactly.
2: Yes, <laughs> I mean, if you really want to get <laughs> blunt about it, I was trying to be classy, you know. But, yes, that's what was happening. So, yeah, so... But then I heard it and then I just knew I knew that I needed to become a crazy fanatical kung fu gun owner, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? Well, that's what Elvis was. He was a crazy fanatical FBI informant gun owner and so, when I heard the music, so you inspiration... knew immediately that that's what needed to happen
1: to me. So you didn't think I need to become a musician and do what uh Elvis is doing. You thought I need to do the other things that Elvis is doing. Learning karate, becoming a good nut. I that just sort of felt
2: it. I just felt it in my brain, in my soul. But you know, as as John once said, and I really love this thing that John said. He said, "Life is what you're doing when you're busy making other plans." And John said, "I, said I that. Yes, that's his quote. <laughs> I didn't know that John that's said that. Legitimately, <laughs> that's legitimately his <laughs> quote. Yes, that's from one of his one of his songs. Okay. Um, yeah, but you know, so um. That you know, I just became a a Buddhist, you know, peace loving, vegetarian musician. Even the, wait, that seems to be in dire contrast to Well, it's what I was doing when I was busy making other plans to I become see. a kung fu master, you were on FBI your way, there. Informant, you know, you got... gun owning, you know, friend of Nixon. You, you got sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, that can so happen. So you didn't
0: take off any of those boxes. <laughs> (laughs) Oh, the regrets. Oh, I have
1: a few. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. Yes. Uh, Let's go back to New York for just a moment. So there is some speculation that your mother... Agrippina was intending to rule through you. And that's the reason why you eventually ascended to the throne was because she was sort of like operating on your behalf, almost like a Cersei or um, uh, a Lady Macbeth sort of figure. Which um, would make me sort of a Joffrey sort of figure. A Joffrey, if you will. Or, uh, or, uh, like you know, Joffrey,
2: Joffrey the Giraffe from Taurus or us? No, uh,
1: Joffrey um, uh, Tar- ba- Baratheon. Jo- Baratheon. Joffrey Baratheon. Joffrey Baratheon. First of his name. Um, what was that? What was Cersei's family's name? What was the it? Lannisters. The Lannisters. So technically, he was the Lannister because obviously, spoiler alert. Uh, oh, is this some Game of Robert... Thrones garbage? This is Game of Thrones. Oh my god! Are you not I'm, a fan of Game of Thrones? I'm more of a difficult people guy. I have to. Oh, say I love difficult yeah. people, but they're not mutually
0: exclusive. You can't. You, 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 you can, can like love both. both of them. Oh, you know. someone
2: told me they were totally. Ex- <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. well, as I, I always... have to watch
0: watch uh, some Game of Thrones. <laughs> as I and... always say, you can love both.
1: Oh <laughs> yes,
2: yes. I guess there is enough love in the world for everything, isn't there? I guess right. so. It's such
1: a Beatles thing to it say. Is a very Thank thing you. Say. But let's go back to your mother, Agrippina. Agrippina. Yes. Uh, she. The, people suggest that she murdered a lot of your political rivals to mm-hmm. ensure power. She did. Did you? So, so did you ever see anything that suggests to you that she was trying to manipulate you, trying to get you to enact her
0: political will? Well. I never thought of it as her controlling me like a puppet. I always thought, you know, she was taking the pressures of ruling off of me so I could do what I really loved. Oh, what did you really love doing? I love drinking of wine. Of course, just know. drinking wine. Bathing, taking a <laughs> steam, you know, occasionally having ghost visions. I you see know. so it
1: didn't bother you that she was like no. sort of like
0: the invisible hand of Nero. If anyone were to ask me any sort of political question, I would I would simply panic. Yeah. So I just said, Go talk to mother. Go talk go to go mother. Go talk to mother. That's, that's what you would say. Yes. Go talk to mother. I and then see. I'd eat a piece of bread. Now, uh,
1: one of the coins that was issued during your reign had her on the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's usually where the portrait of the emperor goes. Um, and so I'm guessing that that was her idea, obviously, because she was. So like positioning herself to be the invisible emperor sort of thing,
0: uh, right? Yes, that was her idea, but I fully, full-throatedly endorsed it. Full-throatedly endorsed it. What full-throatedly endorsed
1: Disgusting, disgusting <laughs> description. Filled my throat with that, <laughs> that endorsement. Agreement. Can you Can you walk us through that moment when your mother
0: says, I have an idea for this corn we're going to issue? Okay, well, I was taking a steam, okay. and my mother came in. I was fully naked. She was fully naked. And she said... Can I pause, pause you really quick? What's that? You're both fully naked That's right. in the steam room. That's right. Is this
1: normal in in the era that you are uh, living through that everybody's just naked in the steam room together? Well, there are
0: no rules for the rich.
1: Oh, I see. You know, we operate
0: on a different morality level. Okay. You know, so... Do you have a towel? Uh, outside the steam room I had a towel for When I wanted to dry off But You'd... what about the germs That could be in the steam room Well just we just
2: need a towel To lay down Just in case Well
0: George Harrison We didn't know about germs Back then Oh yeah. That technology had not Been invented oh, yet Oh germs had not been invented Germs yet. had not been invented <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet I see No
2: Alright po- so Therefore they were diseases Right right Alright Well, et all right. Mm-hmm. well so my she apologies in, She was
0: fully naked Nipples okay. erect uh, Of course <laughs> don't, don't know why you would what? need <coughs> That detail <laughs> I enjoy <laughs> trying to paint a picture. Uh, she came in. I, I'm also a poet, you know, oh, in a yeah. manner of speaking. Uh, so she came in. And she said, uh, 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 Nero, um, I'm we're minting a new coin. I want to be on the back where the emperor goes. I said, mother, I love this idea. Hmm. She gave me a big wet kiss and left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful story. Yes, I love my mother. It really seems <laughs> like you two had... A, a, a beautiful that. a beautiful connection mommy i love you oh this is how you this this is um uh are, are you sort of like um projecting the the emotions that you had at the time yes you know you're sort of like reliving that childhood um uh, uh existence of of naivete and uh just just enjoying your life and knowing that your mother's gonna take care of you oh what a warm feeling yes oh wow Do you feel that uh, for my mom, definitely. Oh. You know, I'm sure George, you have the same for you. I understand that your mother was very supportive of your music career.
2: Yes, you know, all the mm-hmm. other Beatles' mothers were off, either dead or drinking. So mm-hmm. my mother was sort of the mother for all the Beatles. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow!
1: Can you tell us a, a story of when your mother would sort of like be this this kind of nurturer for the other three Beatles? Is in addition to you? She and don't leave
0: anything out. Really paint a
1: picture.
2: <laughs> she. Oh, I certainly. You know. Well, for me, you know. Um, We all loved her very much, you Mm -hmm. know, uh... But, you know, it's not like what was going on with you, with your mama. What do you mean? Well, in that, you know, uh, it's just that we were in Liverpool, you know, in the in the 60s and the 50s. So, you know, there's just, there were certain desires that were never met, you know, in that yeah, society at the time. Certain
1: desires that were never met.
0: Sure. sure. I don't follow, but okay. Would
2: you elaborate? Uh, basically, terrorism? what I'm saying is that Paul wanted to shag me mom. And, oh, my God. And, you know, Paul said, you oh, know, I want to shag her. I want to shag your mother. <laughs> and I was like... Oh, no, please, you know, we're in Liverpool in the 50s Very crude It was, it was rather, it was, it was was rather direct But, you know, I always appreciated the lads' directness With all, you know, we're all very good communicators
1: with each other All the way through When you're that close, you can't afford to be coy That's right
2: Tell people what's going on Yes, tell them what you mean, you know We wrote a song about that And that song was called? Uh, Baby, you can drive my car
0: (laughs) It's about being direct and yes. saying what you mean. Exactly. Um, yes. So let me,
1: uh, uh, we, we're going to have to take a break pretty shortly. Um, but let me ask you this, uh, George, about the time that you auditioned for the Beatles. Yes. Uh, the Beatles at the time, they were called the Quarrymen. Yes. Uh, they were a
2: skiffle band. A skiffle they band. They used to play skiffle music. What does
1: that mean exactly? It's skil- music that sounds like this skit skit skit, 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 skit. I can't believe I didn't it's catch awful. on. I can't believe you guys. Yeah, that's. I, I'm terrible. That's why we we changed our sound a little. <laughs> I'm before glad we you, yeah? you Change your sound a little bit. Just a little. Okay. Uh, so the first time you play for John Lennon, he says you're too young to join the band sure. because you had ageism. Just, you just turned 15 years old. Yes, and the like. ageism. Yes, ageism and the like. Yeah. When you heard that, were you like, I still want to be in this band, so I'm going to convince John to let me in this band regardless. Yes, I okay. was.
2: All right. So, and then you know what I did, a Lloyd Dobler style. I just stood outside his window and held my guitar aloft <laughs> above my head. Oh my god! Yes. So it was just silently over because Silent,
1: you can't play guitar that's when
0: correct. it's
2: over <laughs> your
1: hand, Lloyd and Dobler style. Way, yes,
2: that's the way I protest. Wow. Yes. So how
1: did he even know you were out there? If the <laughs> well, guitar, <laughs> it, it took a long time. <laughs>
2: But okay. he saw me. All know. right. And so he After sees me. He he's done having brekkie with his, with his aunt prepared for him, he saw me. Okay. And the then what happens said, when he sees you? He said, Who, who is that again? And then after he was reminded as to who I was Who who
1: did he ask? Who did he ask? Who Who was he he with and he asked who you were? I think he
2: asked himself quietly But I I think Projected Ghost of Yoko answered for him I see Said that's George Harrison
1: Mm -hmm. One of the Beatles (laughs) (laughs) And then George John of course said who are the Beatles And then Yoko Ono Projected Force Ghost Projecting
2: (laughs) herself into the past Said that's the band that you will form you're going to want to call yourself the Silver Beatles, but everybody else will call you the Beatles. And wow. then John just skipped that whole step and just called us the Beatles. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's how? how that all happened. So John just... says it was a man coming down on a flaming pie, <laughs> but that man was a Yoko coming down from the future into our lives. I see. So then did he then say, okay, now you can be in the band? He said, now you can join the Beatles. And I said, <laughs> what is that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have to have that whole conversation. All over. But you know what happens. We don't. We don't have to relive that whole part. That's We've got to take a short break. We'll be right back with George Harrison and Nero Germanicus oh, on Famous, famous Dead, dead people. people. Stay with us. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Hey everybody! Just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at famous dead people at radioforbrooklyn.org if you want a specific famous dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love, hearing from fans. Uh, also check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on amazon or Noble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money also go check out jaredberenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up to date project information and lastly if you really like famous dead people and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air go to radioforbrooklyn.org slash famous dead people and click on the support the show button thanks again for listening and now back to the podcast Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are the last Roman emperor of the Julio-Claudian dynasty, Nero Claudius Caesar Augustus Germanicus. Yo, yo,
0: yo, Nero, coming at ya.
1: And early 20th century English singer-songwriter, lead guitarist of the Beatles, George Harrison. Early 20th century, late 20th century. Was it like mid to late 20th century? Mid to late. Early. I wasn't around in the teens. I don't know. I was was in a tin pan alley. sit down, (laughs) George. I don't know why I wrote that. I'm mad about that. you That is a, that is a I'm very, very angry. legitimate uh, complaint that you have made. I have made an error and I apologize. It's all right. I, now I just need to meditate for at least three <laughs> hours and I'll be fine. don't
0: so, be dreaded. Yes. Let's,
1: um, let's go back to Nero. So we were talking before the break about this relationship that you had with your mother. This extremely close and um, what I'm assuming was a very normal relationship very normal at the time. Of course, we would view it as not normal today
0: i've seen game of thrones
1: uh well again that that takes place not only in the past but in a completely different world or universe where winters can last for years (laughs) summers can last for years etc but But you guys are into it is is elvis there is elvis in that universe Yes. is elvis in the game of thrones universe you know i'm gonna say offhand Probably not. Oh. Probably not. All right. So at one point, at some point in your life, even though I'm sure you still have love in, in your heart for your mother, you start to move away from her. You start to become your own man. And scholars say that this happens because you are having an affair with a slave girl
0: named Act. Is there any truth to this? Well, actually, my mother moved away from me. Really? Yes, when I started to have this relationship with the slave girl Act. whose name was... Act. Act. Yes, it's 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 spelled A C T E. I'm assuming that that's
1: act. Yeah, act. Act. Okay. Yes. So so what? So your mother's move
0: was that inspired by the fact that you were seeing act? Yeah. It it broke her heart. You know, mm. she would come into the bath, and I would be then buck naked with, of course, with act. Who was also buck naked. My mm-hmm. mother would be buck naked. She'd say, "I feel like a third wheel," and I'd say, "No, mother, come sit on my lap as you all want to do," and and she wouldn't you know she said i felt weird about it so you know she's always a very proper woman so she left and i see it know. really seems like your mother felt like she was being replaced by act i i suppose mm-hmm. you know she yeah. would go to kiss me but i already have a tongue in
1: my mouth because <laughs> she would go to kiss you yes. while you're in the process of killing of kissing uh your uh your the, the woman you're having an affair with the mm-hmm. slave girl named act act yes. i see now um did your mother feel cuz obviously at this point you are married uh, to I believe your step cousin or stepsister of mm-hmm. uh, Octavia. Yeah, so it's not weird.
0: It's not weird, of not course, not even by modern standards.
1: <laughs> so, was your mother threatened by that relationship at all, or was it just act that that
0: caused the separation between the two of you? Every relationship that I entered into, she would she would remove herself and become ever more distant. I see. It was heartbreaking. So it started with Octavia. Started with Octavia. Mm, I continued see. Continued with act. I see.
1: Now, uh, according to the Wikipedia, you eventually had your mother murdered. Mm-hmm. Um you you hired somebody to sort of like stage a um a shipwreck. The ship she survives the shipwreck, but then that guy goes to that uh place where your mother is and just kills her there. Yes. Um so uh, are you saying that that's not true that she just moved away and and uh, No, and, and... I did
0: have her killed. Oh, okay. So so why was that? Yes. Well, She was very unhappy, and it was sort of an act of euthanasia. I see. Yes. And I wanted it to be spectacular. You wanted it to be a spectacular. She was such a spectacular woman, you know, very, very showy, very, you know, uh, glamorous. So I wondered, I said, okay, we'll crash your ship on the rocks, Homer style, you know. Okay. There there will be songs written about this, and uh, she didn't die. So, you know, the guy was just like, oh, well, I guess I'll stab her. And I was like, well, that's anticlimactic, you know? Mm, I see. You know, that was a, it's been done. You know? Yeah. Julius Caesar. Does this have anything to do with uh, Papaea? I believe her name is. This is
1: another woman that you were having an affair with at the time. Some scholars suggest that she was sort of like the invisible hand that told
0: you to murder your mother. Uh, well, you know, she put the seed in my head. I, I won't lie. Okay. Papaya. Can, can <laughs> Papaya? Papaya. Papaya? She put the seed in That's my a, head. A, you, it's pronounced papaya. Yes. Papaya. Okay. So okay. she put the seed in my head, you know, and, and, I, and I loved it because I didn't have to make a decision. I see. You know, yeah. after that I was like talk to papaya. Talk to papaya. People would ask me things, you know, well, how many months in the year? Talk to papaya. <laughs> There's 10, 12, I don't know, you know. I see. Ask papaya. Uh,
1: yeah, and sh- and she'll take care of it. Yeah. That's interesting. Um uh, I have way more questions about this, but we're gonna have to go over to George Harrison. Mm-hmm. I love hearing about all these strong women, though. It's very interesting. Oh yes, yes. So in 1965, the Beatles released Rubber Soul, which yes. you say is your favorite Beatles album. Absolutely, and uh, that's the album where you break out the sitar and mm-hmm. the song "Norwegian Wood." I had, had a
2: feeling you'd ask me about my sitar, it's what everybody asks
1: me about yes. Uh, uh, but I wanted to know. So you had had an interest in Indian music and Eastern musical instruments for a while at this sure. point, right? Yes. Okay. Do you remember what in Inspired that interest in in sort of like Eastern philosophies and Eastern instruments? Sure. I mean, I just wanted it to
2: sound different than what everybody else in the band was doing, you know. I just wanted to make my mark, you know. Uh, you know, Paul's all Paul's song sounded like scoobly doo dooby doo you know, and John's songs, John's songs sounded like idea, 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 you know, and then Ringo was all bum bop bop. So I just wanted a song that sounded like, <laughs> you know. So that's Ms. what I ended
1: up doing. I, you know? I I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you uh, describing these sounds. Sure. Um, I feel like so many people are they're, they're very esoteric when they're talking about music. No, you know? no, no. But you're For just me, doing it's it. Surface. You're just it's literally real. giving us those sounds. For me, the music is real. I'm George Harrison. Now, did you experiment with any other? culture's instruments uh, to get that unique sound at all? Or was it just the when you went to India, you, you find their music and you're like, no, that's it. That's the sound. Uh, you know, well, I
2: mean, I had experimented in the past with lots of different instruments, you know. and like I what? still, Well, you know, it wasn't good for the Beatles, but I'm still an avid ukulele player. Oh, the U. I don't know if you know this about yeah, me. Yeah, that's not but, that unusual. There are a lot of uke players. <laughs> there weren't in the 60s, let me tell you. I mean, they were a relic from the 20s, you know. All right. Uh, you know, but I, I grew up on a George Fonby and those sorts of British players who who played the ukulele, you know, Mm -hmm. and I loved all that music very much. But unfortunately, there was no way, you know, that I could play lead ukulele in The Beatles because, you know, you see all the other instruments were just too loud. I see. And, you know, you could hardly hear the instruments over the screams of the girls. There was no way to mic the ukulele There the was time. no way to mic the ukulele. It was physically impossible to mic the ukulele. It's still very difficult.
1: It's only modern science has been able to give us away. I think they just, in 2012, I think, is when they came up with it, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, 2012 was when the electric ukulele was finally <laughs> invented. invented. Yes, finally. There was nothing
2: that could be invented before
1: 2012. So I can oh. ask you, how did the other Beatles respond to you pushing them towards these instruments, instruments, and trying to have these uh, these instruments and these different sounds on Beatles albums. Well, you know, Paul was all, "What's this then?" <laughs> Just go through it,
2: okay? Yep. And, you know, I want to hear it. And uh, and John was like, "I don't like any of this." And <laughs> and Ringo, John Ringo. sounds like a witch. <laughs> John had some John had some Witchy qualities For okay. sure I mean certainly mm-hmm. Especially later on You know in the 70s He looked like a witch Oh yeah yes, He definitely. did the long hair And the glasses
1: Personality was starting To shine <laughs> he through Yeah and he gets was Sort of This it-ness. witchiness His yes. skin and in his face Yes you know. Okay so, so none anyway, of the Beatles Were about it None um, of the Beatles like no, it
2: Well Ringo was like I love this <laughs> Ringo's like Oh anything you want me to do Will do it You know Ringo was very affable About mm. You know people say That Ringo didn't have any ideas but I disagree Ringo's ideas were to g- get along
1: with all the rest of the Beatles and say yes to them and that's yeah. a, very and good, that's a idea. good
2: idea in the end
1: you, and know? You, you know what I say to people that say that Ringo doesn't have any ideas tell that to a little song called Back Off Boogaloo and the music video where he's dancing with a Frankenstein. I love <laughs> that video.
0: Tell <laughs> that to <it was> <laughs> that, that song and music video. Yeah. Tell that
1: to that song and music video. Yeah. Let's uh, go back to New you York. You know, I was Frankenstein in that. You you were the Frankenstein in, in the Back Off Surprise. Boogaloo video? <laughs> yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of... Uh, Pop up music video history trivia for you guys. Absolutely. that, that is George Harrison, and that's a uh, Frankenstein
0: costume. Yes. Yeah. Can I be honest? I've never heard that song. You never heard Back Up. Oh, well, well, it sounds you know.
2: here's The secret about It, it sounds exactly <laughs> like Octopus is God, and oh, in the video. Wonderful. In the video,
1: Ringo dances with a Frankenstein, and it's oh, me. That's Ew, literally yes. the only difference. Uh, let's I go back it. to Nero for just a moment. You so, know. Uh, you know, it's 2018. Uh, some of your behavior as emperor, emperor was a little problematic obviously you were very uh violent with lots of people but specifically to women and Mm. it's 2018 so i feel like i have to talk about this Ah. um Mm. so i'm gonna ask you a couple of questions they might seem a little gotcha but Mm. i apologize for that did you divorce your wife octavia and banish her because she was infertile but then when everyone was upset about it you claimed that she cheated on you and had her executed is that true yes okay now did you
0: think that that was an appropriate thing to do (laughs) Well, death meant nothing to me. Of course. You know, that's so, right. You know, and 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 well, I uh, she was infertile. You mm-hmm. know, she couldn't have kids and I wanted another. I didn't want to be the last emperor. Of course. It was never an intention of mine.
1: Yes. You know. Of course now, but but banishment seems mm-hmm. a little harsh. Well, she
0: chose to be infertile, you know. Well, she I'm- defied me. She
1: defied I said, how will dare will by choosing to not be able to give you children. She
0: chose it.
1: I see. And so... Um, she denied it. Gotcha. But, and then everyone's you know. upset about this because I guess they like Octavia. Yes. And so um, did you not then think to explain to them... Well, she's deciding to not bear
0: me children, so she had to go. Well, I did, but they wouldn't listen. They wouldn't listen. Nobody would listen to me. I said, but you know, but I had a very, I had a very quiet voice, you know, and said nobody listening to Nero, <laughs> you know, and so I say, oh, I just want a peaceful, amicable end to all of this, you know, my, my, my horrible wife who's choosing to, to not bear children for me, papaya. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do, papaya? <laughs> and she said, well, you should kill the well, be start. Star, star, H. Wait, I'm sorry. It would be... I don't star, want to say star, that. Star, 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 yes, I don't want you to. You don't want to say the word want bitch. A... No. no, no. You know, it's been. Uh, I've had time to reflect. I'm not a misogynist I anymore. I see. Well, you've changed. I think we can all That's appreciate. That's right. It's... That's right.
2: Classy of you. Growth I'm yes. 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 and change.
0: Yes. Growth and
2: change. That's what life is all about. Now, oh, is that another John Lennon quote? <laughs> no, that was actually Paul. <laughs> to... oh, Paul yes. came up
1: with that. that. Sounds a very Paul thing to yeah, say. That yeah, that was from his Wings period. Oh. Uh, now a song about that. Not to. I. I. I can't get off your case just yet now since you were talking I've about changed. you were talking about uh papaya yes um did you because there is some historical evidence to suggests this is not true but I have to ask you about it mm-hmm. did you kick her to death
0: okay well <laughs> Here's the story. You make it sound you're making it sound awful.
1: Well, uh, how oh. do, how do you not make kicking someone to death sound awful? Okay, Nero. here's the
0: story. And you'll you'll be on my side when I finish. <laughs> I find that very yes. hard to believe. No, you will. So uh, I know,
2: I think we will. I think <laughs> I'm willing to give him a chance. Give you know? me a chance. He seems like a nice guy. Give and all Nero that. a chance. I'm you know, just all a nice we are guy. saying give is Give Nero a chance. Nero a chance oh, you know? that's
0: a song. It is. Well, I was in the steam. Mm-hmm. With Steve, you know, we were just passing a joint back and forth, uh, oh. and, and and Papaya walks in and she says, "What's all this then?" You know, as we also have that phrase, we also had that phrase in ancient Rome. Oh, wonderful! Yes. And I said, "Well, what, what, what?" She said, "Well, you're not supposed to take parts of that papaya." And I said, "Papaya, come here, come here, papaya." And uh, and she said, she said, yes." I said, "No, come closer." And she said, "You know, it was like this sort of thing." I said it maybe ten or twelve times. "Come here, come closer, come closer," until <laughs> she's right up against my ear, and I said. I'm done with you. And then I kicked her to death. I see. Now, but that... I was taking esteem with <laughs> Steve. <laughs> and she Steve had, was my guy. She
1: had the audacity the to audacity. say, Don't have baths without me, your lover, Papaya. Yes. Okay. Now, I still don't think that that was uh, the right thing to do, Nero. I don't think you should have kicked her to death for that. Ah, do I, I do? <laughs> George Harrison, (laughs) you think that that was a fine... Thing for Nero to have done. You know what they say one good kick deserves another. <laughs> I
2: was that, was a, that a John Lennon quote? Quote, quote during I his last weekend
1: period? Uh, for those of you who are just joining us on uh, Radio Free Brooklyn, you're listening to Famous Dead People, and my guests today are lead guitarist of the Beatles, George Harrison. Mm, it's me. And the last Roman emperor of the Julio Claudian dynasty, Nero Germanicus. Yo,
0: yo, yo, Nero, coming at ya. That
1: is a great uh, a radio sign on, by the way, mm-hmm. Nero. Have you ever done any kind of radio now that you're back? No, but I've thought about it. You really should. I think you, think you need to have like a. Like I a, think you should have like a serious show. Uh, what do you mean, like a like on serious XM? Yes, no, it uh, shouldn't not, be serious. Not like serious, like um, like like This American Life or something. No, well, yes, no, not yeah. like This American yeah. Life. Not, uh, right not we're not looking that. for fresh air with Nero. I was thinking no. of like a morning the,
0: radio show. I, I wrong, think like yeah. a zoo
1: crew kind of thing. Yeah, like Nero and the Mad Dog or something. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I like it. I listen be really to fun. that every
0: morning. I'd love it. Yes, I'd like to find someone crazier than me.
1: Good luck. Let's go back over to George for just a moment. So, you visited Woodstock in 1968, uh, and you saw the band there. Oh, man. Uh, We're going to talk about the band. Yeah. uh, All uh, right. I'm a big fan of the band. Me as well. Uh, As you know,
2: that's why you're asking me this question. Of course.
1: And according to the Wikipedia, you were drawn to the band's communal music making which, yes. which was different than the way that the Beatles wrote mm-hmm. music uh, where Lennon McCartney sort of like drove the car the, the creative direction yes they uh,
2: drove the car yeah. baby you can drive the musical car <laughs> is that your favorite song... Beatles song? Huh? <laughs> is that it's the only one I can remember no I'm joking I know all the Beatles songs no, no no no, no the but it's Beatles, the Beatles
1: Nero it's,
2: it's no, the it... song it's the song that's about working it out mm. you know baby you can drive my car you know that's mm. why it's, it's about compromise yeah exactly yeah. that's the...
1: She's asking to have the car. He doesn't want her to have the car, but he says, "You know what, baby? You can drive my car, mm-hmm. right?" And baby, I love you. And <laughs> oh. I forgot about it's that. It's very last nice. Part. Yeah, that's, that's the bow at the, uh, on, on the top of the present. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you: Can you give us a taste of what it was like? Wow, the band would be working on a song versus what it would like be like when uh, Lennon and McCartney and you would be working on a song. Well, when
2: I visited the band up in Big Pink, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in Woodstock, it was really very interesting because, you know, uh, the way it would work is they would all sit in a circle... And, you know, Rick Denko would hold hands with Levon Helm, would hold hands with Robbie Robertson, who didn't want
1: to hold hands with them, but he would. And I want to I want to re- pause you for just a no. moment, uh, George Harrison. I know you were there at the time. Yes. But I'm still extremely impressed that, you know, all their names. Oh, well, you know, they were all friends it's of mine. Extremely, you know? extremely impressive.
2: Yes, This is why, as I was saying, you know, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, you know, Robbie Robertson, who would hold hands with Richard Manuel, who would hold hands <laughs> with the other one. <laughs> and they will all hold hands in a circle, and then mm-hmm. they just they just dream, they just dream, mm. and then you know their their dreams would be made form would be would be life would be created and that's how they wrote the wait wow
1: really mm-hmm. that's a yes. great
2: song it that's is a, a very wonderful good song, song you yeah. know uh, we never wrote anything as profound as you I'm know, not sure that that's a i will fair give you say. my rack if you take old jack my dog <laughs> you know that
1: was really quite the line There's a lot of layers in there there's there a really lot is. of layers going on yes good luck unpacking that one yes so let me see so that's what it was like for the band what was it like For the Beatles, working with Lennon and McCartney. Well, you know, this was the thing about the two of them Mm -hmm. is
2: that they, you know, they were very good songwriters, and I like their songs very much. Mm -hmm. But they were greedy. They Mm -hmm. were very greedy, the two of them. So what they would actually do, you know, and this is this is the plain old truth, is that sometimes John would write ninety percent of a song. And then, you know, he'd play it for Paul, and Paul would have one or two suggestions, and then they'd just publish it as that in McCartney and leave us out of the rights. Really? Yes. Oh, that sucks. You know, and it took up until of the final album that we recorded together for me to get a song on. Really? Yeah, Something. The song Something, which is the second most covered Beatles song of all time. I can't believe that they had that ironclad of
1: control over the Beatles songbook.
2: Well, you know, imagine having to write songs and then having to compare your songs and you're learning how to write songs with Paul McCartney and John Lennon. You know, it's just... It was very hard. It was but, more like... But it, I, I grew up during the Beatles, you know?
1: I see, yes. Yeah. So, and,
2: and, you know, the... The band, by contrast, <laughs> were all about 105 years old when they wrote music from Big Pink. They were like, they were 105 years old? Yeah, the band are like, you know, immortal elemental tree spirits. I That's no why that. their bands are
1: so long. Did you know that, Nero, yeah. that the band
0: were all immortal tree spirits? Uh, well, is this the same band from the ancient Rome? Yes. We had a band called The Band. Yes. You had it's a band, band called The Band yes, as well? And they were elemental tree
1: spirits. Yes. Was there someone in the band named Robbie Robertson?
0: Mm, Robbieus Robertson. Robert, there you go. Oh, my go. God. Yes. Yes. I'm just putting it together now. Yeah. The
1: band are forever. Oh, wow. That's incredible.
2: That's one of the reasons why the last waltz was such a joke, because there's <laughs> never a last waltz when it comes to the band. You know what? I saw that
1: recently, and they're all winking at each other. They are. They're <laughs> all Keep winking at in. each other. All right. Here's the last, the last yeah, waltz, exactly. everybody. Wink. Yeah. And, you know, they made Joni Mitchell cry.
2: How dare they? Because she didn't know. She did Oh, no. poor Joni Mitchell. I know. Well, poor Joni Mitchell for many reasons. <laughs> Let me... Uh, that woman, she's like... A, a friend of mine described it as, like, this once, but I really do agree with it. Joni Mitchell's like just a bag of jiggling dolls. <laughs> Joni <Mitchell. laughs>
1: I read that she was literally a bag of jiggling dolls. She is literally a bag of jiggling dolls. Joni Mitchell is literally a bag of jingling dolls. Yes, which is why we feel bad for her, but why her music is so transcendent. How can you not create incredible music if you're a bag of jingling dolls? Yes. Uh, Let's go back over to (laughs) Nero for just a moment. So I have to ask you about the Great Fire of Rome. Like, this is one of the most iconic moments. been waiting for this one. You know, uh, it erupted in July of 64 AD. It was a massive fire. It burned for over a week. Some say it was an accident, but some say Mm -hmm. that it was a plot of yours because you wanted to sort of like rebuild that area. Sort of like similar to the way like a like a like a shady landlord will like will like burn down a building so we can put up like a new condo. That sort of a thing. Is there any truth to this? Emperor Nero, did you start the Great Fire of Rome?
0: Yes, you did. Yes, yes. flat oh my out God. 100%. I absolutely started the now, Great Fire. All
1: right, Fire next Rome. question, follow-up mm-hmm. question, how did you start the Great Fire of Rome? Um, matches Matches. Yes, well, just matches. Okay, I'm not asking you how the how the spark happened. I'm I mean, I'm guessing He's that if you, took a, match, and if you put, took a match, if you took a match and a match you just it. like threw it at ancient mm-hmm. Rome, I'm guessing it wouldn't like go up like a tinderbox. Did you no. have a record burning? That seems to go very well for creating big fires. A record burning. Yes. Oh, a record.
2: burning! O- many of our records were burned in no. the mid '60s?
0: No, 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 no. It was just uh, there was a lot of mangers and hay, you know. And I oh, yes. It. So and, you uh, didn't do any further planning besides just using the mangers and hay that were just around ancient Rome? Well, here's the thing. I woke up one day and I said, I can't have everyone plotting every decision that I make. You know, I said, uh, "Okay." you know, Papaya was out of town and I thought, I've got ideas. This is before you had kicked her to death. <laughs> yeah. No, she was dead. Okay, she so was out dead, of town but out of town your... I would still con- consort with her corpse. Her body can be out of town even if she's dead. What well, it was? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Body out of
2: town. I'm just clarifying. Yeah. 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 yeah,
0: so I usually would ask her, you know, what should I do today? Papaya's corpse, you know, and she would, <laughs> and she would tell me in her own way, you know. But uh, for this day, she was out of town. I thought, well, I'm emperor. I have ideas, you know. I thought, well, let's rebuild Rome. You know, it was just kind of a spur of the moment decision. Gotcha. Let's rebuild Rome. What a wonderful yes. idea. Rebuild Rome. Rebuild it. You know, wasn't it? Wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, perfect. Mm-hmm. So I set a fire. And um, got a little out of hand. Uh, it's sort of like you said; it went up like a tinderbox. You wouldn't think so because of all the stone. Mm-hmm. What you don't know is that there was also a lot of wood. A lot of wood. You don't In see it, Rome. because it doesn't survive That's through the ravages of the ages. No, no, riot. only the marble. <laughs> yeah, the marble survived. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so first, yeah. I tried to set fire to the marble. I did not work. No. I tried For hours, I tried to burn that marble. No. And it wouldn't burn, so I just said, oh, screw this, and I threw the lit match into the hay, and it went up, and I thought, "Oh, Oh, my God, so it
1: was kind of an accident
0: then. Well, I mean, <laughs> I I was trying to burn Rome to the ground, and Rome burned to the ground, so you make of that what it was. Sounds like a happy accident.
1: Now, the yeah. legend goes that you played fiddle while Rome was burning, but um, according to the Wikipedia, uh, the consensus now is that you weren't playing the fiddle, you were singing, like you were singing an opera performance at the
0: time. Um, is that true? I, well, both can be true. They can both. You can play the fiddle at the same time. Yes, I was playing the fiddle, uh, on the stage, sort of, uh, Charlie Daniels band style, you know, so. Mm -hmm. I would, I would sing a little bit, and then I would call myself out. I'd say, uh, hey, Nero, what you gonna do? And then I would, (laughs) and then I'd say, one, two, and then I'd start playing the fiddle, and then I'd do some opera. (laughs)
1: It sounds like a great show. Yeah. I'd, was, I'd
2: pay money to see that. Well, it And was, I've
0: seen a lot of wonderful people singing. It was fairly well
2: attended. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it was. Yes. And it sounds like it was much mo- uh, more engaging than maybe perhaps watching a bag of jiggling dolls singing. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd watch it. Well, I've watched it many a time when mm-hmm. I've seen It's Joni captivating. Perform. It doesn't sound like it would be, but it really is
0: engaging. Oh, no, yeah, it's so, wonderful. So the, the performance was me in The Elemental Trees. Oh. And, uh, you know, Rome was... I like half burning and I was like, well, the show must go on, you know, and I forced all of the, um, all of the uh, rich, uh, what do you call them? Uh, The senators? The senators, Mm -hmm. the oligarchs, Mm -hmm. what have you, Uh, my family, I said, uh, I said, the show must go on and you must do as I say, because I am the emperor. Mm -hmm. And so they all packed in there and I started playing the fiddle, you know, one, two, Nero, what you gonna do? And, you know, I'd play the fiddle and stamp my feet and they were sweating and looking around. They weren't really paying attention, which... Is a shame because it was one of my finest performances. That was
1: probably the best show you
0: ever did. Probably the best show I ever did. <sighs>
1: That's incredible. It was
0: electric. It is such it a shame. It like Hendrix at Woodstock. Do you, re- and-
1: Do you regret that you set the city on fire knowing that it meant that people wouldn't pay attention to this incredible performance of yours?
0: You know, uh, here's the thing. Would I have made such an incredible performance if I wasn't surrounded by fire? I don't know. <laughs> you know, so on the one hand, Rome burnt And on the other hand, I had a fantastic show. Now, I have one more
1: quick question for you before we before we go back over to George Harrison. No, I'm loving it. You know,
0: I I wrote All
2: Things Must Pass about the fall of Rome. Oh, really? Mm I didn't know that. Yes, yes.
1: Uh, So towards the end of your reign, you're very unpopular. There are all these plots to kill you. You leave town with a bunch of people. You're going to kill yourself. Um, but you, but you don't, you, you're not brave enough to kill yourself. Is it true that you asked one Ooh, of your friends? Okay. Is it well? That's what that's what's on the Wikipedia. Feel free to correct. Is it true that you asked one of your friends to kill themselves first to sort of like help build up the uh the
0: momentum? Uh, yes, yes, that's absolutely true, and it makes sense if you think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know I probably should have consulted papaya that day but oh, unfortunately you had kicked her to death I'd kicked her to death and her <laughs> corpse was out of town mm-hmm. so <laughs> sure. so I said Stevious, he was still with me at this point Steve um I'm going to kill myself you know and he said, no don't kill yourself don't kill yourself I said do you have to time okay. the emperor you know silence I said but uh but I got to get the ball rolling we got to get some momentum here show me how it's done and, <laughs> show me how it's done and, <laughs> yes yeah. show me how it's done and I Gave him a huge knife and I pulled out my fiddle and I started playing and I played him a very nice dirge, you mm. know.
1: And then what was his reaction to that?
0: Well, he had to do it. So he, he took the oh, knife. Oh, he killed himself? He, yes. Wow. Stuck it through his eye. Oh my God! Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. That's I said, no, that's no way to go. No. Like through the eyes. I that's said, terrible. not like that. I didn't want to see that. That's terrible. Who wants to see that? Oof. So my one regret is that the last words hit ringing in his ears were not like that. Not like that. No. I don't want to see You're that. You're killing yourself. You're doing wrong. it wrong.
1: <laughs> You're
0: doing it wrong.
1: Well, this is a really good segue to my last question for George Harrison. Oh, we, unfortunately, we got to wrap things up. Oh. Um, but I wanted to ask you about an, another stabbing. Uh, that happened This was later in your life sure. In 1999 yeah. A 36 year old man Broke into your house And mm-hmm. attacked you with a knife Yeah Because uh, he thought That the Beatles Were witches from hell Well, well John, was witch, yes. John was John was But discovered. he wasn't from hell uh, He was just
2: it? He took he He's from, from like, Liverpool Well he was from Liverpool <laughs> But he took a witchcraft class At the learning centre Oh I see Yes You know He was never very good at it You gotcha. know Or else you know He would never have been shot You see So this guy is uh, Stabbing you Yes uh, well, we, the traveling Wilbury saved me. Oh, I'm sorry, what? The traveling Wilbury saved me. So Bob Dylan. Yes. Uh, Roy Orbison. Name them.
1: Name them for me. <laughs> so Tom Petty. I want to say. Tom I know Petty. who they are. I think, well, I I think that's all of them. Him, right? Roy Orbison. Roy uh, Orbison. Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan.
2: And Tom Petty. Right? Oh, you're forgetting the most important Wilbury, who wasn't me. Um. Uh, 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 Jeff Lynne from Electric Light Orchestra. <laughs> Of course, Jared, did. Of course, he was the one who made the Travelling Wilburys sound mostly like electric Light yeah. orchestra. And now,
1: there's got to be a short answer because we're really running out of oh, time. Oh, sorry. Were they there already, or did they sh- magically show up to save I you? I sent out the Wilbury signal, <laughs> and they came. <laughs> Can we hear that? We have like twenty seconds. No, it's a light. Oh, I see. Like the bat signal. Gotcha. And is there a silhouette of all of, of the of the five of you? In yes. And the, the signal? I mm-hmm. see. That is an incredible story. Unfortunately that's all the time we have for this week's episode. Well, I mean, but what an ending you know. And it really is. Yes. I'd i like to thank my guests Nero and George Harrison for joining me in the studio today. It's I always been a pleasure. Host, my and my pleasure. with one final question, do either of you have any comedy shows or um or uh, albums or projects that you're just
0: barely big fans of that you want to tell people about, Nero? a huge fan of uh, 7 p.m. Thursdays at the Magnet Theatre, uh, improvised comedy by the music industry. I recommend it. They're very silly. Wonderful. And uh, and George Harrison? Well, you know, I feel like the spirit of the Beatles leapt into
2: this podcast called Kick the Jukebox that's hosted by Kyle Gordon and Louis Perlman. And Uh, that you can listen to on iTunes and other podcatchers, you know. And Mm -hmm. uh, also, too, you know, the Spirit of the Beatles leapt into this Archie (laughs) Comics-themed horror story that Louis Perlman just wrote that's called Nice Girls Finish Last. (laughs) You can read on the app
1: Yarn
2: currently if Mm -hmm. you're interested. You don't have to plug
1: everything as the Spirit of the Beatles. Things can be good without being the Spirit of the Beatles. I disagree. (laughs) well only the spirit of the Beatles leaping into things make some good well I'm Jared Berenstein your host you can check it all on myself at Uh find the podcast version of famous dead people rate and review it tell your friends if you have any question you want to ask your favorite dead person email it to us at famous dead at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. buy my book the killing and Conway technique and uh, always check out the new episodes every Monday at 3 pm on Radio for Brooklyn thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week